Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch parties? Where are the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> I just want to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning, good morning. It is the second hour of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, the best morning show on planet Earth. Thank you, Truth Nation, so, so very much for tuning in and allowing us to be a part of your incredible, what is going to be an incredible, productive, prosperous week for everybody. Let's get this. Let's go. Now, before break, I was sharing with you about my most recent ice cream truck experience. I need to post this picture for y'all. There's two ways that you can see this picture. You can stream live right now and see Telly and I on YouTube or Twitter by going to 101.7 The Truth or 101.7 The Truth and see this picture now also start following us if you do not already follow us on instagram because there's a lot of interesting recaps and highlights in case you missed anything and our instagram is 101.7 the truth in all one word so go to instagram now if you do not follow us because again i'm going to reach out to our beloved carrie noni and see if we can get this ice cream truck posted on our social media platforms again on instagram we are 101.7 The Truth. You can also follow Telly. He's TV Telly. And your girl, yours truly, DT. I'm Real Calm Coach. That's R-E-A-L-C-O-M-M Coach on Instagram. Now, before we went to break, Truth Nation, this is interesting. Telly, now, let's just get into this. Cultural appropriation is often very, very controversial in the black community. Now, for those who are not familiar with cultural appropriation, no problem. It is basically the act of taking or using things from a culture that is not your own, especially without showing that you understand or respect this culture. So examples uh, could be where you are dressing in blackface, but you've never shown any form of appreciation or express any understanding of black culture. Like a white person in a dashiki. Exactly. Okay. Especially again. Now I'm glad you said that because I want to be clear. There is cultural appropriation. So for, for, and this is for all of us, whether, however you identify black, white, Hispanic, Asian lean in, because this is very important. There's a difference. There's cultural appropriation and then there's cultural appreciation. So, for example, appreciating and sharing the culture being celebrated is okay. So, for example, let's say I work in an environment where we recognize different ethnicities or cultures. 
So it could be Hispanic Heritage Month or um, Pan uh, Asian American Month or Black History Month, whatever that looks like. And let's say there are choreographed events where it has been invited or welcomed that you wear a, a costume that imitates the culture or, you know, you are doing something that shows your appreciation. So there is appreciation and there is appropriation, but appro appropriation is the no-no. And that again is where you are, you've never ever shown any type of appreciation for different cultures. You don't celebrate it. You don't recognize it. July 4th, everybody out there talking about independence, da, 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 but when it comes to, you know, Juneteenth or other ethnicities or nationalities that have their independence day, it's not recognized. Yeah. So I, I hope that we, you know, first let's, let's just get into the difference between appropriation and appreciation. So if it's you don't, if I ask you who Harriet Tubman was and you say, I don't know, but yet you got your hair in cornrows, <laughs> that could be a bit problematic for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it is a thin line. It, it truly is because you, you may have an understanding of a culture and you may want to show it respect, but there are some that may feel like, okay, by your actions, you're not showing respect. You're not showing appreciation. You're showing disrespect. And I think that you, you got to be careful on those themed holidays or themed office parties and stuff like that because – if you got to think twice to yourself, that's always been kind of my my process of, of thinking about choosing what to do. If I feel like it might rub people the wrong way, I probably will kind of shy away from that. Not, well, they could understand that, you know, I'm a I'm, you know, a white person that's wearing cornrows like this, like it's but like, if you're not if you're not marching with us or protesting or speaking out, yeah, like, then how dare you? That, so now, okay, let's. I'm glad you brought that. So here's a, here's an example of what could be cultural appreciation. Now, for example, there's a lot of popularity with wearing hennas, which is like basically drawn. It, it's it, it's an art that where they draw kind of looks like tattoos. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Where they kind of draw on your so, hands. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a form of cultural appreciation if you as the wearer understand the origin of that art and support the culture of which it hails. See, I'm not that familiar with the, the henna um, history, what it represents, so I don't wear it. Because, again, if somebody would come to me and say, oh, what is that? Oh, uh, it looked fly. It looked dope. So I just figured <laughs> I'd do it. That's where right. it becomes a cult cultural appropriation. So again, exactly. you know, you have, and it quite frankly, I think that's what people need to understand. It's, it's not that we mind that you are, how should I say this? You are, you are joining or you're wearing something that's part of the African-American culture. But when we know doggone well that you've never done anything to publicly support or even privately support our community, but yet you're benefiting off the social media attention of wearing cornrows. Mm -hmm. That's where it becomes problematic. So um, I know we could talk about this, and but I, I've got to play this for y'all because I do want to get your reaction, Telly, and I do want to get the reaction of Truth Nation. 
this is very interesting when it comes to cultural appropriation. So now that we've identified what it means and what it is in terms of examples, usually it's us that are being appropriated. When I say us, I mean black people, African-Americans. Well, there is a one particular community that <laughs> gave an example of where hip hop music, which we all know is a major, major part of our community where hip hop music has done the same thing to a certain community. So I'm going to play this sound by, well, Alex is on the ones and twos, our amazing producer for the day. And I just want to get y'all's thoughts. And again, when I heard this, I was like, Oh, I had no idea. Check this out. Y'all. Uh-huh. So, Truth Nation, what was that? Well, that was Arabic music that, and I'm reading the headline, Arabic music stolen and appropriated by hip-hop producers for decades now. They steal the samples and then fight in court. So, the Arab community basically says that hip-hop artists specifically producers have been stealing samples from Arabic music for decades. The first song you heard obviously was big Pippin by Jay-Z. Let's play the clip again. Now that you know what you're listening to, I think we, let's, let's just play maybe like two or three songs from that clip, Alex, because again, what you're hearing is hip hop music hits y'all legendary hits that sampled Arabic music. Here we go. One more time. So mm. the first two songs, that was Timbaland. <laughs> I'm just putting it out hey. there. <laughs> Timbaland. Hey, hey, we're getting a little traction on YouTube page. You can message us on YouTube and stream us live at the same time. Abstract Noir says that's called sampling. Uh, Mm-mm. Uh, no, no yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's called, called sampling when you knowingly and pay someone to sample their music. It's not sampling when you use it and call it your own. <laughs> and you did not even acknowledge. That's what cultural. So here's the thing. I take that back. It is sampling, but it's also a clear example of cultural appropriation because if the tables were turned. I'm quite sure black folks oh, would have up in arms. Oh, we would have been like, wait a minute, hold up. Look, your boy, so, Boosie. Boosie is going after Rod Wave about mm -hmm. one of his songs, and he said, okay, he was going to sue him. And then he went to him recently and said, okay, 
Just give me 200K and 25% of the sales moving forward. He, he said, you don't even have to go back and get – as a matter of fact, Alex has the clip. Alex, go ahead and play the well, hold clip. On, hold on, oh, hold, no, on, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this is, this is a big topic, y'all. We're going to play the clip, but here's what I want I want to make sure we put this question out before we listen to this clip. We're not saying that this is not sampling, okay? It is a form of sampling, but legally you can't sample anything without someone's permission, number mm -hmm. one. Two, it can also be at the same time an example of cultural appropriation. Truth Nation, do you feel as though this is an example of cultural appropriation? Going back to Telly's point, okay, so I just want to level set that while you hear this yeah, sound bite yeah, because when we come back – yeah, I yeah, want y'all's reaction, y'all. Mm -hmm. Is so sampling? Yes, it is, but it's not legal because these people, these artists from the Arabic community, didn't get any acknowledgement, didn't get any payment for these samples. That's the problem, as well as cultural appropriation. That's the subject at hand that we're talking about. All right, I'm sorry, Telly. Go ahead and cue that up because I just want to make sure people understand this yeah. is about cultural appropriation, not sampling. Yes, yes, and this goes all hand in hand in, in this particular situation. But clearly, Boosie has some same sort of gripes about people using or sampling his music without giving him any credit for it. I told dude, bro, give me 200000 and 25% of the record going forth. And I'm not going to sue you or nothing, bro. Because you already made money off my thing. And you done made people choose sides in the industry. Hmm. You done affected me in that way also. This dude thought I was going to tell him two million. That's what he thought I was going to tell no. I'm not going to tell you two million. I don't own 100% of it. Give me 200 grand, bro, and 25% of the record, bro. Yeah, so that was Boosie, again, addressing Rod Wave, who he feels used or his music sounds similar to the music that he has produced. But, Denise, you, you are so right. If this was reversed and these Arabic artists made – all of this money off of something they use from the hip-hop community, it would be a total different Absolutely. conversation. So, Truth Nation, what are your thoughts? Do we, as the hip-hop community, black community, do we owe the Arabic community an apology or at least some type of, of payment? Because as Telly had mentioned, Little Boosie, and this was another brother, Little Boosie's like, hey, man, look, I'm not asking for $2 million. I'm just asking for the fact that you already made money off of something uh, right. that you didn't ask permission. <laughs> so I'm just asking for 200K plus 25% of, of the sales, uh, which I think Little Boosie was very generous. I, I think, think that, that is very so fair. Yes. Very, very fair, um, and which is why, you know, think what you want about Boosie, but he is a he's a businessman when he's actually, like, on his business mindset. <laughs> right. So <laughs> cultural appropriation – this definitely is an example of cultural appropriation because I, I know that there are other songs. Now, now see, I'm going to get the smoke on this, Telly, but this is truth be told. Beyonce, I don't know who produced the songs, but she's, she's, her, some of her music has been very influenced by other cultures outside the black community. Mm -hmm. That's and fair to say. That's, I think, that's fair to yeah, say. I, so 
but you know now you know well, saying, you can't say well, anything about anybody without somebody saying something so yeah i get you the but, truth? say that say that again for the folks in the back of the room um <laughs> but truth nation is this an example of cultural appropriation and if so do we owe the arabic community an apology or at least a, a, a cut of the bag because these were big hits all those songs even that one song tell you were like well let me lean in and and hear this one because yeah, I know the last this song. one this was one future. My- yeah, the last yes. one was future. So this is not oh they were doing this you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago. This is still going no. on right now. And and Jay Z's big pimpin' that came out in two thousand. So we're talking about, you know, at least a quarter of a century mm-hmm. of of where we may also so again, I I know that when it comes to fashion when it comes to entertainment, black people have a long history of cultural appropriation. We've seen fashion replicate African, West African style clothing. We've seen people wear, you know, cornrows in their hair, micro braids that are not black or of African descent. And for for years and years, if not decades and decades, it's just been like, wow, that was so disrespectful. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I don't have a problem with you appreciating my culture, but you don't get to just wear it when you feel like it or when it's convenient for you. You also got to also, as part of your appreciation, you speak embrace out. it all, embrace it all, embrace it all, <laughs> embrace everything that comes with being black. I'm going to tell you somebody who I thought did a good job of that and walking that line. And that was Eminem. When Eminem was Absolutely. out, yes, Eminem Agreed. walked the line and he showed respect and he wasn't trying to be blacker than a black man, but he embraced the culture. He understands that the culture took a made him the a Super millionaire. Perform- yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Took a knee during the Super Bowl performance halftime when Dr. Dre was the headlining act. And so I was like, now see, that that is where I'm okay with Eminem. Because not only is he acknowledging that he would be nothing without black culture, without hip hop. Yes. He's also standing up and protesting for, for the equality and justice for black people in this country. So I'm all for it. When we come back from break y'all, the truth talking, excuse me, the truth talk line is 833-212-1017. How are y'all feeling about cultural appropriation? How'd you feel about hearing from the Arabic community saying, ah, 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 it ain't just y'all black folks. Y'all took from <laughs> us too. More to come on this topic of cultural appropriation versus appreciation when we come back from the best morning show on planet Earth, Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys. Playing with bombs like kids play with toys. Truth Nation, morning, good morning. It is Monday, December the 1st. We've been talking about cultural appropriation especially as it relates to black culture being culturally appropriated across fashion, entertainment, pretty much any aspect of pop culture. Well, 
the Arabic community has come back and said, ah, 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 black folks, it ain't just folks taken from y'all. Y'all been taken from us too, especially in that arena of hip hop. And so there are a, a no, there are a number of hip hop like hits, including Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z, which sampled Arabic music without permission, which basically is also known as stealing. So if you want to talk to us, please hit us up on YouTube or Twitter. You can find us on YouTube right now. Stream us live. Engage with us at 101.7 The Truth or 101.7 FM The Truth, 101.7 The Truth. Search for us now. Engage with us. Let us know what your thoughts on this newfound revealing from the Arabic community saying, y'all black folks stole from us and we want our money. We want our money right now. How are y'all feeling about that? E.T., I... I kind of feel like it would be extremely difficult to come up with music and beats and good stuff and and, and it's not been, you know, formatted in that way before. I mean, it seems like that would be extremely difficult. Uh and I mean, I know it's possible people do it every day. Um I mean, that's a part of the creativity of being in that music industry if you're a producer or if you just you know do you do beats or you rap or whatever the case may be. But it just seems like you could put together a really good track and then somebody could walk in and be like, "Oh, that sounds like so and so." You'd be like, "Man, no, man, I I was sitting here doing this." But I think that's just it's a part of it. And if you use something that sounds like somebody else, they should get credit or get paid to do that. So I I do agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I I agree with you, too, Telly. And I think that at the end of the day, regardless of what culture that it is, we, we definitely need to do a better job as humans understand the difference between appropriation and appreciation. Yeah. Because there are a variety of colors, or excuse me, colors, cultures that I do genuinely appreciate. And, you know, when I travel abroad or across the borders, I'm always appreciating their culture by embracing it. So, you know, as they, the cliche is, when in Rome, do as Romans do. Wherever I am in that respective country, I will appreciate and learn, you know, how do you greet someone? How do you say thank you? How do you say, you know, good morning or good evening? Those are examples to me of cultural appreciation when you are in that culture. But what's what's the appropriation is that if I were to go to that country and just buy, like you said, go to Africa and buy a dashiki and then come back and post it on Instagram just to get likes. Right. That's that's and I have no clue or understanding or having engrossed myself in that culture while I was there yeah, or even done any research. That's where it becomes problematic. So again, truth nation, we want to hear you. We want to hear your thoughts about cultural appropriation. Is this something that qualifies because the Arabic community has basically said, Oh, it ain't just y'all when it comes to music. Here's some songs that y'all were playing in the hip hop industry. Yeah. 
Appreci- and we got no checks. Yeah, appreciation versus appropriation. Dwayne hit us up. You can as well on YouTube. You can stream and watch us live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 The Truth and 101.7 The Truth.com. Dwayne says, uh, white people wearing mohawk haircuts. Did we invent the mohawk? I don't know. I mean, I some people T. may say Mr. T did. Mr. T in the 80s, but I yeah. don't. I don't. I think that's more of like, for some reason, Dwayne, I'm just, a, when I think of origin, I'm thinking of like, no, it wouldn't be the Roman Empire. I don't, that's a good question. Where did the Mohawk originate from? Mm. Yeah, because if we're going to give it to Mr. T, Mr. T should be getting uh, paid for creating the Mohawk. <laughs> so you got to think that maybe it was before Mr. T, but who knows? I'm looking up the Mohawk appropriation and let's see history of the mohawk no. it's very it alex is very just popular timed in alex said it may even be native american i was thinking that too i was like well wait a minute so there is a huge huge article are you ready for this it's so it is acknowledging that there has not been a specific culture or community that has acknowledged that the origin of the mohawk comes from them so therefore it really can't be a part of cultural appropriation conversations mm. huh they said you know braided hairstyles things of that nature but with the mohawk it becomes a bit more complicated now it does say that there is blame it on the less than perfect education on indigenous american history which oftentimes to your point has been identified as the true origin of the mohawk but there re- it really isn't entirely true unless it's been, as they say on this article, quote, whitewashed. Mm. That's a good question. Mm. And that's the thing, Telly. And Dwayne, I'm so glad you brought that question because it's very important for us as human beings to be very clear when you are wearing clothing that obviously is from a, a, a particular community or culture. Mm-hmm. You should be prepared. You should understand the history. Yeah. You should understand what you're wearing, what it means. Like you could be wearing something that means something totally inappropriate. <laughs> you know, like remember, remember yeah. when we was getting tattoos in Chinese? Uh, and you'd be uh, like, dude, that says uh, <laughs> your mom was fat. You didn't even know that. Like what you wearing, bro? But the symbols look tight, though. <laughs> and so that's another example. Yeah. That is yeah. what you call a cultural appropriation. If you have a Chinese tattoo and you you have never studied the culture, the history, or the origins of China, and you just walking around here with a Chinese. You don't know what you don't know what that tattoo you says. Don't know. So you walk around with a Chinese tattoo, and the only thing you've ever had is Chinese food. Like, like yeah, you might want to do some research. Talk to him, Telly. Let you him might go. And I mean, I'm guilty research. too. I mean, I'm guilty too. So I don't want to make it seem like you know I'm standing here on this this ivory tower of knowledge, and I, I have to do better too. Because again, as much as I travel, whenever I travel, you know, I, oh, I give you a perfect example. I hosted an event here in Milwaukee that was. This is truth be told, but I'm trying to also be as politically correct as I can to protect the organization. There's a certain organization of a certain culture, ethnicity that asked me to emcee their event. And they had a very specific theme. This was during COVID. So we actually broadcasted from production studio. Oh, you're talking about the. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, (laughs) Telly, 
<laughs> you so silly. <laughs> Do you see my face? I was like, bro. She, well, she did. This is the final episode of Truth Be Told. <laughs> it's been a nice run. I just, had, did, I just had to catch you real we quick. We make a year yet. No, you got me because my face was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you turned red super quick. <laughs> but I, but here's the right. I had I had my first introduction to a cultural appropriation because when I posted the picture. There were uh, maybe two or three people who reached out to me and said, hey, D, look, we know your intentions weren't to offend, but this could be regarded as cultural appropriation because you're not this. And this means this. Did you even know that? And I was like, you know what? Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I apologize as no, no, no offense was intended. So thank you for giving me that grace. But I had to go through that. I had to go through that, Telly, because, you know, as a black person who understands and can sympathize with cultural appropriation, when I was called out on it, because it's basically stealing. It's basically borrowing without asking. If you are wearing symbols and traditions and hairstyles and any clothing from other cultures, but yet you have never supported that culture. You don't know anything about it. You've never acknowledged what that means. It, it's a, it's appropriation, period. Yeah. And, and, and it's unhealthy. And, and it's not even about what your intentions may be because you may not have malicious intentions. It, it may be a, a head wrap, like a silk head wrap that you like. And you're like, you know what? This will go great with this dress or this will go great with my outfit. But if you don't understand the the reasons why certain cultures wear head wraps and and if you are about to go and be a part of this culture, you need to understand what you're doing. You just can't show up and be the only one there trying to make a fashion statement while others are there because they have to wear a head wrap for certain reasons. If it's religious reasons, if it's political reasons, just depending on where you are, because there are certain regions in the country, I mean, in the world, excuse me, that you, as far as females, they have to be covered. And so if you don't understand the history of that and this, that, and the other, and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to blend in or, oh, this goes great with this outfit, and then if someone, like you said, comes up and asks you a question about it, and you're just clueless, it doesn't look good. It does not, and it's <laughs> offensive. When we come back from break, Telly, I'm going to piggyback off the point that you just made because I know there are some people that are thinking, exactly, DT and Telly, that's what I try to tell my friends when I wore blackface. When we come back from break, <laughs> I want to make sure that we leave this show with a full understanding of why blackface is not even negotiable. It's not even – don't even go there if you're trying to rationalize why black people get offended by blackface. So we're going to come back Or white guys wearing history. do-rags. Or white guys wearing do-rags because <laughs> there's a difference, again, between cultural appropriation, cultural appreciation, and just flat-out racist disrespect Mm -hmm. more to come on blackface we come back you're listening to the best morning show on planet earth truth be told with dt and telly we'll be back more of truth be told with dt and telly is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com it is truth be told with dt and telly on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com
good morning. Happy Monday. The good news about Monday, though, today, is that it's December 4th. So that means that we're getting closer to the holidays, you know, where we kind of like, we say we working, but we really ain't. <laughs> I know my offices will be closed as of December 20th. The 20 after that, holla at the you at the beginning of the year. Coach, holla at your girl January 3rd. Mm. That's that's what we do that, here. Yeah, man, I would I would love that schedule. I was just thinking about it. I might end up with that same schedule. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> start start your own business. But I want to make it clear, Truth Nation, Telly and I are committed to bringing you part of the eleven consecutive live hours of nonstop Black Talk Radio during that time so telly and yeah. i as long as we could be live we're gonna be live here with yeah. you all the way up we're making references to our other jobs we're not talking about the radio no, we're no, gonna no, no, be no. here not no 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 you ain't no, gonna no, be here other, no, no i'm saying not our other jobs our our careers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, where our bills get paid <laughs> see we love doing this the other stuff that's not an option because I know my my family, they can't wait to come here for Christmas. They like, oh, Denise is hosting. We go eat. No pressure. No pressure, DT. Just, you know, we my parents are expecting. Eat, drink. We going to do that. Man. We going to be good. That, my dad's like, I ain't got no worries. All I got to do is show up at the airport and, and board. <laughs> so That's how me. it should be when you're 77, God dog. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. My dad, look, I, I am the you party. ain't got to worry about nothing. It, you you done done enough, Dad. I got right. you. I got you. This is this is this is the good part of life. I'll just do all the work. I get it. So we were talking about cultural appropriation and versus cultural appreciation, and I I want to make sure that we understand because I know some people were like, "See, that's that's why I don't understand what the big deal is about blackface." Ah ah ah. Blackface is practiced by non-black performers. You've never ever seen a black person on a large platform or even at a Halloween party, put on blackface. If you do, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not black. <laughs> like I just pulled a Joe Biden. <laughs> if you black and you wear blackface, you ain't, <laughs> if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're not black. But seriously, blackface is the practice of non-black performers. And it started as, as far back as 1441 when West Africans were captive in Portugal as slaves. So this goes back centuries, as far back as 1441. Now, we also know that there was a famous Shakespeare play known as Othello. And in 1604, there was a theater in Portugal where white actors, or I should say, because, I mean, in Portugal, a lot of them, they look, they have close proximity to whiteness. Yeah. And they were Closer wearing than black. black Closer than black yes. and wearing blackface. Now, there's a difference because when you wear blackface, it's basically a caricature of black people. You're, you're, you're making fun of black people as a character. And there were a lot of racist connotations associated with blackface, such as, you know, they would, they would publicly advertise certain actors and, and call them coons. And there's a, a, a famous novel that turned into a play called Uncle Tom's Cabin. 
And that's really where in the 20th century, it became just normal to imitate black people through black face. And it was generally considered and still is highly offensive, disrespectful and racist. I'm going to say that again, because whether you think it's not a big deal or not, and this is where it's not even just appropriation, it's disrespectful and racist. Black people are highly offended, disrespected and consider blackface racist. Period. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to make monolithic statements and speak for all black people, but I'm just this is an educational moment. Like, (laughs) you don't you don't associate blackface with embracing black culture. Yeah. Again, it is regarded as racist, highly offensive and disrespectful, period. Truth Nation, what are your thoughts? And, And again, that that goes back to the history, the deep history of knowing why that's offensive you just i mean for some people be like well they'll try to understand like well why is it offensive well if you know the origins of it and you know that black people was always the entertainment we weren't the ones that were there to be entertained so when you put on blackface mm-hmm. you are perpetuating the the things that you know, was very disrespectful because last time I checked, it wasn't like we had a choice no. to entertain. And entertainment no. wasn't just music. It could have been, it was fighting. It, it was, I mean, there were times where, I mean, if you really look up history, there were um, events where they would have slaves fight each other. And that was entertainment. That was like a boxing match, but they would fight to the death, like like a dog, like a dog fight. Like, yeah, it was like human cockfighting. It really was. Now, what's what's interesting is that the National Museum of African American History and Culture posted an article, and you can see this article right now on the website of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which is part of the Smithsonian in Washington D.C. If you haven't visited that museum, please make sure you put that on your 2024 place to visit list. Now, they posted an article and I'm quoting one of their historians named Dale Cockrell noted that poor and working class whites who felt, quote, squeezed politically, economically and socially, socially from the top, but also from the bottom invented minstrelsly as a way of expressing the oppression that marked being members of the majority, but outside the white norm. So by objectifying formerly enslaved people, through demeaning, humor-inducing, stock caricatures, quote, comedic performances of blackness by whites in exaggerated costumes and makeup. That is, that is such a representation of negative, well, stereotypes are negative in general. But also, again, it's, it's class warfare. Oh. And it's, again, to further perpetuate the inferiority of black people in this country by exaggerating their facial uh, features, lips, skin, hair, and just making a mock mockery of being black. Yeah. So again, I want people to understand there there's no, it's non negotiable. Don't even talk about it. Don't do it. Blackface is again, highly offensive, disrespectful and flat out racist. Yes. And, and you again have to understand how this has been perpetuated throughout history and just the way that black men had always been perceived through the media. And when you put on blackface, like be prepared to take on everything that 
comes with having a black face. Like, it's not just, I mean, because last time I checked, I can't go scrub this off. I can't go and take off this black face at any point. So I have to take everything that comes with having a black face. So you can't just. And black hair. Yeah. Black hair, black face. so, So you can't just pick and choose when you want to take on some of those things. And I'm sure those aren't the things that you want to take on. Man, I've got a question. Okay, I'm going to ask this to you, Telly. Now, as a man, how do you feel about black women who wear wigs and or weaves that are straight, that represent European hairstyles? How how does that strike you as a man? Mm. And that's what I was like, that question, that's, we might have to save that one for tomorrow because, yeah. you know, here's the thing. I don't think, and as a black woman, I don't think we wake up in the morning and say, man, traditionally, and I'm speaking about the boomer generation, the Gen X, the traditionalists, where we woke up and we said, man, I want to look white. But if you look at the entertainment industry, let's go back as far as Motown with like the Supremes and Barry Gordy made sure his his objective was to appeal to the mainstream, i.e. white people, just as much as black people, when he established Motown. And he was very intentional about dressing the Supremes as elegant, classy women who, you know, could entertain and perform. And I remember distinctively, he was like, they ain't gonna be no Afro wigs. I'm giving you these type of wigs, which were very close proximity to European hair, white hair. And Ever since then, it has been, and I won't say since then, but that was, you know, the Motown era is where, to me, originated black music becoming mainstream. Motown record label. That, to me, was like the first. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. What I've noticed is that there's been a lot of pressure for black women to relax. You see what I'm saying? Like, relax their hair. Mm-hmm. to make others feel comfortable and safe. And for that, fast forward to today, you see all these women, black, beautiful women, wearing straight hair, weaves. And I'm like, how does how do y'all feel about that when you see that? Is it, because I know a lot of black women are like, I'm not trying to be white. I just want to wear my hair this way. But subconsciously, why not wear the cornrows? Why not wear the Afro? Why not wear your hair natural? Whatever texture it is. That's the question I have, because is that culture appropriation when we as black women wear weaves that are straight and long, knowing that's not our natural hair? And and by the way, they do it in Africa. When I went to Africa last last Christmas, Telly, I was like, even in the motherland, they wearing straight, straight wigs and weaves. Wow. It, it's going into societal thinking. It's going into societal ways. That's the way it's always been. And uh, I, I do give credit to, and, and especially you see um, some of our local news anchors here in Milwaukee that are wearing braids and wearing their hair more ethnic. I love but, it. But, I mean, this is something that you would have never imagined, even, I would say, well, five thank God for the ago. litigators. Yeah, I know. Thank, like, thank God for legislation that's protecting us. Yeah, because yeah. now we have legislation to where you can't discriminate based on someone's hair texture or how they wear their hair, especially I mean, if it's natural. Yeah, I mean, look, 
Denise, even as a black man in my earlier in my career being on television, facial hair was was uh, frowned upon because it looked mm-hmm. too intimidating when it was on a black man to have facial hair. So we had to look as least threatening as possible. No facial hair. And I'm telling you, for the first eight years of my broadcasting career, maybe even 10 I didn't have any facial hair. Are y'all hearing this? Are y'all hearing this? I really just to make everybody else feel good. I know we got to go to break, but Telly, I really hope that we can carry this over as a part two, because I think one of the most disregarded, non-talked about subject matters in terms of how it impacts Black people is cultural appropriation. Because when you look at Black people, we've we've had to appropriate in order to make people feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. whereas. other appropriations have been, well, we just want to, you know, look good and get likes. So we're going to just steal your culture for about five minutes. We don't get, we don't care about your community. <laughs> we come back from break. We got to get into truth in the matter. But tomorrow, and I'll be in the studio with Telly. Let's definitely y'all have a part two. Uh, our phone lines and and texting will be back up. And so I think this is a very very pivotal topic, subject matter. So Sherwin, Tory, Dr. Ken, Mel, don't you talk about cultural appropriation today. <laughs> Telly and I are going to pick this up. That's ours. Speaking of copywriting. <laughs> right. Don't let me pull a little boosie on y'all. More to come. Truth of the matter. We're going to wrap up and pass this over to Sherwin Hughes. Coming back on from the break, you are listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. to truth of the matter as we wrap up thank y'all again so much for tuning in we cannot wait for the rest of the week because we're going to pick up where we left off tomorrow we want to hear from y'all with truth of the matter on cultural appropriation and and this is where again having 11 consecutive hours of black talk radio where we can share our thoughts and talk about subject matters that typically are not on the table of discussion I love it. That's my truth of the matter. More to come tomorrow on cultural appropriation versus appreciation. And do we do more of it than we claim we do Mm -hmm. as black folks? Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to keeping this conversation going tomorrow. My truth of the matter would be real quick. Just going back to Dion and Tracy Edmonds. Find out everything before you start saying what you think may have happened. And uh, if somebody's been together that long, I'm sure it's more complicated than just waking up one day and saying, hey, we don't want to be together anymore. So I think that if you're going to have your judgment or opinion about what's going on with Coach Prime, find out more information before you do so. That's my truth. I know I'm about I know one thing. I'm about to go to a Colorado game. <laughs> I know that's right. Won't he do it, ladies? Must Won't be he the do money. It? Shoot, I'm on my way down. Y'all ain't gonna see me all week. I'm in Colorado broadcasting live. <laughs> well, 
Before that happens, DT is going to be back in the studio tomorrow, and we Maybe. want you to join no us I will. <laughs> for I will. not just part two of our conversation about appropriation versus appreciation, but we'll have plenty more hot topics for you tomorrow, but that'll do it for us. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Up next is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Peace out.